0: Smartcast You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Mint. I am Nasreen Sultana. I am an assistant editor at Mint. I keep a close track of all that is happening in the world of stock markets. You are listening to All Things Markets where I speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets. India Inc. is expected to stay on the earnings growth path supported by the festive season and a revival in the economic activity from the sluggishness when the country faced tighter pandemic-related curbs. The profit bounce in most companies is also likely to be driven by aggressive cost cuts and the lag effect of lower input prices. So, are corporate earnings, which have been depressed for many years, showing reasonably strong growth? Or are we entering into an earnings upgrade cycle, which will drive markets going forward? To discuss that, I'm joined by Mahesh Patil, Co-Chief Investment Officer at Aditya Birla Sun Life AMC. Hi, Mahesh. Welcome to the show. Yeah, hi, listening. So Mahesh, uh, there's a lot of optimism in the markets about earnings upgrades, especially after the second quarter. So, what uh, what do you infer about the earnings uh, in the FY21 and 22?
1: Yeah, so I think uh, uh, the corporate performance until now has been uh, much better than anticipated. Looking at the fact that we have seen a sharp contraction in the economy in the last two quarters. So, what has helped is that a um, Clearly, the recovery from the bottom has been much quicker and sharper than what was anticipated. And that is uh, getting reflected in terms of uh, uh, the the top-line growth is not as bad as what was anticipated. Secondly, a lot of the organized players are actually being able to manage this crisis much better and gain market share. And the bigger companies have become much stronger and consolidated their position as a result of that, uh, we've seen that a lot of listed companies are actually being able to manage these prices uh, much better. Uh, second uh, thing, what we've seen is that many corporates have taken these prices and looked into their cost structures and evaluated uh, inefficiencies which were there and tried to correct that. And, and we've seen a good amount of cost cutting which has been initiated across the fund. Obviously, few costs have come down because of COVID-infected uh, uh, lockdown, Okay, we are travel costs, marketing costs have gone down. But a lot of other costs have also been under, under check. That has helped uh, so that the uh, EBITDA level decline is not uh, as much. And uh, and I think the cut in interest rates also uh, rates have come down so that should also aid uh, the companies in terms of lowering interest cost-fishing companies which got a uh, high leverage. So overall, I think... Uh, uh, we are expecting that the earnings growth, in fact, in this year, uh, in FY21 uh, itself, we should see a earnings growth uh, despite uh, uh, GDP growth uh, being down. And uh, and next year, okay, uh, we are expecting that a sharp earnings growth on a lower base. But by and large, uh, I think the recovery in earnings is also seen for the broader market because we've seen that all the sectors okay, are now are contributing and the outlook for most of the sectors is looking uh, positive. Uh, even some of the Lagarde sectors like uh, the uh, domestic cyclicals, the metals uh, space, uh, is also exhibiting a very strong increase in profitability because of prices. But the prices are at record high level, and and some of these cyclical sectors are also likely to uh, 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 improve going forward. So. As a combination of the fact that uh, all the sectors uh, contributed compared to in the past when we had some challenges uh, in a few sectors like the banking and financial services sector or the pharma sector earlier or the telecom sector, uh, we are now seeing a broad-based uh, recovery going forward. And that will continue to drive our earnings. And uh, we think that because of some of these cost savings uh, which have been initiated, some of the costs will come back as the uh, normalcy comes back, but a few of the cost savings will continue. And, and that could probably surprise uh, on the margin front uh, going forward. And, and as a result of that, I think uh, you could see uh, earnings uh, getting upgraded. We already seen a few sectors like uh, pharma where the earnings got upgraded last quarter. Uh, IT sector, we expect earnings to get upgraded both this quarter because the output for IT services in terms of growth uh, I think the narrative there should uh, uh, look good. Uh, in the metal sector also, we could see earnings upgrade if the prices sustain where they are uh, currently. And also other sectors like, for example, cement and auto. So I think uh, we could actually, in the last five years, if you look at uh, pre-COVID, the corporate earnings growth has been going below the long-term trend, right? right. So it around 12 to 13% because of various factors, okay, as we you know, there were a lot of disruptions which were there. Uh, I think uh, in the next uh, three to five years, I would guess, uh, forget about the base effect, FY22 will be a strong growth because of a lower base. But even beyond that, uh, you could see earnings growth growing higher than the, the long-term average.
0: Right. So, Mahesh, you almost preempted my question. I was actually try, uh, you know, about to ask you that uh, the uh, you know the big, big positives that we saw in the September quarter one was the uh, cost rationalisation done by corporates. Uh, that, of course, uh, will probably wither away once uh, the economy starts uh, working as uh, it was before uh, COVID. And secondly. Uh, When we uh, entered into a lockdown, our economy was not in the great uh, health. It was already in a slow uh, lane. So how does these two factors actually uh, pan out for the earnings upgrade or the earnings uh, uh, growth that most analysts are penciling now? So you're right. I
1: think before the lockdown, also there were a lot of sectors which were uh, kind of depressed. Auto was one sector which had serious slowdown in uh, FY20. Uh, the banking and financial, the financial services sector also went through a deep uh, pain uh, a period, Uh we saw. Uh, the metals, commodities were also kind of uh, weak. So uh, all these sectors are now uh, kind of uh, looking up, and, and they are uh, coming back. As we come out of this uh, lockdown period, as the vaccine comes in, the recovery phase, I think you should see, some of these sectors, bounce back uh, much more stronger and, and continue uh, going forward. Uh, right. So, uh, that, that is uh, one, one uh, phase of some of these sectors. Apart from that, uh, what is India has seen uh, in the last uh, few years a slowdown in the whole investment cycle. Right. It has been very weak for the last uh, four or five years. I think uh, there is some hope uh, coming up, uh, and also because of the government efforts to drive okay, uh, manufacturing in the country. We've seen the reforms on the, the PLI scheme, the production-linked incentive scheme, which is announced for 10 sectors. Currently, mm-hmm. it is rolled out for sectors like uh, the uh, mobiles, uh, medical equipment, it will be extended to auto, textiles, and other sectors. That should spur up uh, investments
0: Right. Uh, but uh, another uh, another concern that earnings, I mean, the most companies had was the consumer demand, uh, which was not growing uh, before COVID. Of course, it got further hit after the lockdown. And uh, we saw a bit of improvement uh, uh, in September quarter. And uh, most of it was uh, so-called pent-up demand because in the last uh, previous three, qu- three months, there was no buying. Do you see that demand would uh, uh, stay intact or probably improve from here on? Uh, because, A, there is no festive season anymore. There are no discounts given. There are, in fact, price hikes for a lot of consumer-focused companies. Uh, and adding to that is a high input cost for uh, many companies which, have, uh, which rely on input, uh, on uh, metals as a raw material. So uh, going into that environment, do you see uh, uh, demand improving, uh, especially about the urban demand, which has actually been on a slide?
1: Yeah, so you're right. I think uh, there's been some kind of uh pent demand, which is reflecting in the last uh, couple of quarter numbers. So there right. will be some slowdown on that front. So we are not like expecting uh, uh, a very, very strong growth uh, on the consumption side. Okay, think mm-hmm. it will uh, come back uh, to normalcy. I think to come back to the earlier level, it will take, still take some more time. But clearly, I think uh, there's no denying the fact that uh, a lot of businesses are now coming back. Uh, to normal, and uh, and I think the concerns about youth job loss losses which were there, I think that's kind of easing off. The liquidity situation has also been fairly good in the system. So availability of credit, okay, which was supposed to be very tight uh, around uh, uh, three four months uh, three four months back, okay, that is now easing off. A lot of banks uh, or NBFCs now are well capitalized and they are eager to lend. So I think that will help. To drive consumption in India, retail credit uh, is still uh, penetration level is still fairly low. And, uh, and I think with, with lower interest rates, right, uh, interest rates have come down significantly in the last uh, six months. Uh, that will enable uh, consumers to actually spend more.
0: All right. Uh, as you mentioned about the investment cycle, the CapEx, of course, had taken a backseat during COVID and lockdown. And uh, private CapEx, uh, there was almost nil private CapEx in the last six to nine months. Uh, government spending was very, very little. Uh, but at the same time, uh, in, Indian markets have been, of course, uh, you know, probably predicting the future, have been rallying. GDP forecast that we saw, the government is probably uh, estimating negative 7% for the entire fiscal. Now, in this scenario where there where there is a low growth and the markets are actually uh, rising and probably probably discounting all of this. So, where do you see the markets going forward uh, and what would be the triggers for markets?
1: Okay, markets are slightly running ahead of other markets, as we know, right. because of the liquidity and the huge wall of money which is coming in mainly from the foreign investors. And right. that's been a global phenomenon because of easy liquidity, low interest rates, money is moving through the market, I and mean, discounted into the future slightly ahead of time. But having said that, even from here, I think we think we are, I think the market and the economy is at the cusp of the new cycle. Uh, uh, I think over the next uh, four to five years, we expect the India's GDP growth to probably, as a potential, with be, of reforms, what the government has done over the past five years, I think it's a time to really reap the benefits of that. And in the environment with good liquidity, low interest rates, I think uh, we can actually, GDP growth can uh, uh, go back to the growth levels of around six to seven percent, or even slightly better than what we think in the next uh, five years. Forget about next year because of low base. And that will, uh, I think, uh, continue to drive I think profitability and growth. Uh, for uh, corporate India. And uh, and I think in, in an environment where liquidity will continue, I think we also expect strong flows uh, prior to what we saw last year to continue this year because uh, there is a big trend towards money moving back into emerging markets on the back of weak uh, US dollar and the outlook for emerging market growth is also looking better. So the market value will remain fairly uh, elevated levels and we think that if you look at the fact that growth over the next three years, okay, what we could see in corporate India and valuations where there are, there's still reasonable returns, I think, to be made adequate even from these levels. I mean, we're we expecting around 10 to 12 percent of the returns okay, for the Nifty over the next three-year
0: time frame. Okay. Uh, do you expect uh, the foreign liquidity to continue uh, in uh, Indian markets? Because in last year, we know that mostly it is led by the Global Central Bank's monetary policy stance. Uh, and in 2020, uh, India was the only uh, emerging markets which had a positive uh, inflow of foreign money. And uh, it definitely shows that the high valuations that Indian markets are at that at this time is not bothering their eyes so much. But um, do you think uh, that FIS may lose interest or confidence in Indian markets? And if that is so, will the markets uh, go for a slide because we don't have DIS support at the moment?
1: I think the outlook, at least as we get into this calendar year, it looks like uh, the bigger trend is, I think, expectation is that emerging markets should see a significant uh, inflows in the coming years, which is not the case in the last uh, few years. Right, and India, despite that, got a uh, large $20 billion of inflow in the last calendar kind of year. Mm-hmm. So this year, the emerging markets, I think, could see a uh, large increase. And and a lot of global funds are under-investing the emerging markets compared to the historical mm-hmm. level. So if, we, if they even come back to that uh, long-term average level what we hold, that would be a significant, almost like $50 billion of inflow into emerging markets over the next two years. And India will get roughly around 10% share of that. So that's a sizable money which could uh, come into the, uh, uh, the Indian market from foreign uh, point investor investors. And, and I think India is one of the large economies, okay, which offers a good long-term growth potential. You know, domestic flows also which are negative till now, I don't think that trend will continue for long because as the confidence goes up, as we see the economy recovery, and we can see around that, I think uh, domestic Money should also start to come in. Uh, I think a lot of investors are getting money because they thought that they seeing a sharp correction and as the market rallied, they're trying to get, book some profits as the NEVs come back to the earlier levels. But I think looking at the alternatives where there are, there are very few alternatives where you could invest for a reasonable right. term, right? Right.
0: right. What is leading uh, the uh, such massive outflow of DIs? And uh, because last year we ended 2020 with around 30,000 crore outflow. Uh, And if you look at the amphi data, monthly um, equity mutual funds outflow, that's been constantly in a negative. Uh, November was record high in terms of outflow. Before that also, we have seen continuous three months where there was outflow. Redemption pressure was high and SIP has been uh, on a downtrend. So any particular reason why mutual fund uh, the equity schemes are seeing this kind of pressure?
1: So there are a couple of years and can attribute that to very really difficult to predict. But A, I think investors have uh, probably the typical tendency, right, when you see a sharp correction in the market and when the market bounces back and you come back to your original level of what you invested or probably already the profit, there's a tendency to take out some money, right? So that's... Probably one of the reasons. Also, the market valuations look apparently expensive mm-hmm. at this point in time, right? If you look at these traditional T And that's mm-hmm. what uh, investors are thinking that this is a market at an all time high. And it's kind of peaked out. But as, as we believe that this is just beginning and it will continue to scale. Up. You,
0: you are saying you are expecting this train to reverse, right?
1: I think it could reverse as they see investors actually see that it's not just the market going up. Okay, but also the economic recovery is now firmly mm-hmm. in place. So that gives the confidence for investors to really invest and, and take a longer term view. So as the micro data also starts to improve, uh, I think you could see that investor confidence coming in. Mm-hmm. But I would say that investors are not totally out of the market. Actually, they have been investing in the market also probably directly. And that's right. reflected in terms of the new EMAT uh, accounts but, which have been okay. opened in the last uh, nine months, which is the record levels. And the retail volumes have really surged. So there is some shift, but I think uh, I would expect that trend to kind of moderate down, down to the moderate down, and uh, you could see the next year, again, uh, uh, investors coming back uh, into retail uh, funds.
0: All right, Mahesh. Thanks a lot for giving that perspective. And uh, we hope that the market rally is intact for 2021. Thanks again for giving us your time.
1: Thank you, Shri
0: for feedback, you can write to me at nasreen.s at lifemin.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at NasreenStory. Story. You can also reach out to us at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. Um.